Hi, you're listening to New and Approved on Sin. I'm Aya, and tonight we have special guests with us on the show, the duo Dina and Alex, also known as Jadu Hart. Hi, how are you guys? You're good. How are you? you? (laughs) I'm good, thank you. Um, Now, I heard that you're calling from Paris. I was wondering what that is about. We actually are in, um, where are we now? We're in Provence, in my nice French accent. Like we're on my, we're on like a family holiday, which is quite jokes. <laughs> it's like the least cool like thing ever. I could have made up like a really cool story. It's not, it's not. <laughs> that, that's what's happening right now. That's cool, that's cool. Um, oh, also congrats on releasing Burning Hour, your last edition to hyperromance before it's fully released yeah i really dig the new track um the synths and drums were very colorful and it was meshed so well together um and the song overall was very ethereal and almost like subtly intense and i was wondering what your intentions were with the composure of burning hour what feeling were you aiming to hit um, I guess the the whole album itself is is just a collection of like love songs, really, and but they're kind of more touching on like the darker side and the more intense side of what it means to be in like a relationship and how you know at some points I can feel like the end of the world or I can feel like in this case like you're kind of burning in at the stake or something, you know. And this this tune kind of comes further on in the album and it's supposed to kind of represent the emotional peak of the record. So like as it gets to that part in the album, you've kind of gone through these other tunes and it feels like by the time you're hearing that, it's kind of like the accumulation of all the emotion that's been put through the record. So we wanted something that started off quite slow and had quite like minor quite sad but very melodic kind of melodies within it and that then kind of by the end of it just builds and builds and builds intensity until it kind of like explodes into this aggressive guitar riff mm-hmm. that's like beautiful but quite distorted and intense nice. i did not prepare that <laughs> It sounded like I prepared that. It just came straight out. That yeah. is amazing. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I could definitely hear that expressed throughout um, the whole single. I also read somewhere that Burning Hour is about embracing a point of no return where you find yourself drowning. Is that about almost like the accumulation of kind of like the complications of relationships and the dark side of that? Yeah, definitely. I think it's like, it's definitely, that's a part of it. It's kind of like, it's kind of that point where you feel, you know, when you like get depressed before you even know you're depressed. I mean, maybe you don't, but like, you kind of like find yourself in a situation and you're like, how did I, how did I get here? But then you're already there and you're already kind of drowning in it. And it's kind of like almost all these like emotions and everything that's happening kind of like catching up to you and then you're kind of like as I said like burning at the stake like you're already messed up basically um so that's kind of like how I see it as well um and I think like you were saying it's like subtly intense which is kind of like what we're going for mm. um especially with like it was actually the song that took us the longest to finish production wise because we went back and forth so many times and then as soon as we added like the live drums in it really really like 
made the song come to life. I think it added that intensity mm. that we were kind of missing before. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, the whole thing. I think everything, all the elements of the production and the lyrics and the emotions of the song really were like, like um, gelled together by those, those drums, I think. It was a really big part of it. Yeah, the drums seemed like it tied. It was like the cherry on top. Um, yeah. Now, like with the feeling you described, what part of it do you think is most reflected through the song? Like, would you say it's most reflected in the kind of bridge near the end of the song or like the chorus? It's weird. I think it's probably a different answer for both of us. For me, the verse is like my favourite bit of the song. Just like when it first comes in with Alex's vocals, it's like my favourite bit of the whole song. And then obviously like the last bit when it's like, getting more intense, more intense. And then you expect it to like almost like open up into like this massive thing. And then it just like drops back into like normality. I think those are my favorite yeah, points because it's like the last, like yeah. the last 10 seconds is my favorite. Yeah. Because it's like, it's going, it's going, you expect it to be like some massive drum solo or something. I don't know what you want, but like, and then suddenly you just like hit with reality again or normality. And it's like, Oh, like, it's kind of, that's how like life feels a lot of the time. You're kind of like going crazy and then suddenly it's like, oh, well, that happened. Um, and then you kind of move on. So I think those are probably the bits where that feeling is reflected most in the song for me. What about you? I don't know. I find it, it's weird like dissecting songs sometimes yeah. and like taking them apart. Um, I think like there's many elements to the song that I love mm. in separate bits, but I think, uh, I don't know. I like it as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> if that's-, that's awesome and beautifully put. Um, also I watched the music video for burning hour and it was very like homey and creative DIY. Um, and it looks like you were on an adventure somewhere. Whereabouts was the video shot? Uh, that was in Bristol. So, um, because we're like independent, we, we never really have that much money to do music videos. Uh, not that that matters. And I think a lot of the time money can get in the way of creativity and stuff. So we kind of have to, a lot of the time work from what we have. So rather than trying to do something bigger, we kind of work within our means. It's kind of like a rule that we've had since the beginning. We kind of do it with our production as well. Instead of trying to produce something that sounds really clear, let's explore what it means to produce something that has low five elements in it because that's within our capability and see how far we can push that. So with this music video, it was like, okay, so we, we don't have a crazy budget. But the song already has themes there with the like burning hour. It's got that kind of witchy like atmosphere to it. And we were thinking about the Blair Witch Project and how that was done, obviously, on such a crazy budget. And we thought, let's try and recreate a kind of Blair Witch Project style music video. We were also in lockdown. So, yeah, like it was kind of a weird time. We couldn't really do anything <laughs> so uh, this guy called Dave Monis who also directed the video for what was it what line um also over FaceTime so we just kind of had ideas about this Blair Witch Project thing and we kind of filmed everything and then sent it to him and he edited it um and that's kind of like what we had to do in that time because we couldn't meet up with him 
we couldn't have like a, a little crew or anything. We just went around with a, mm. a camera and like into the forest in the, yeah. Yeah, at night time, which was, it was scary to yeah. us. But. We took our mate who to to wear like the mask and play like the the figure of like the the kind of the demon character or whatever. And uh, and we were in the forest in the middle of the night, and it was so scary. He was so scared. He was like, "Why am I doing this?" I was terrified. But there was also like people walking around in the distance, and I just thought, if they come over here and see some dude with a big mask on, yeah, like (laughs) we had these mini fireworks as well. I just thought they would have been so terrifying. Yeah, yeah. it was good good fun. fun. Jinx. (laughs) Yeah, I really love the mask. Those are really sick, Um, and that's just. I reckon that's like a perfect example of how limitation breeds creativity, yeah. um, making the use of what you have around you, um, especially in lockdown as well. Um, would you say the kind of like forest element um, is special to burning hour because of the dark element? So weird. We always end up in forests. I don't know how it happens, but like every time we do like a video or like, anything we just we end up in the forest and we're like next time next time we won't we won't do a forest we've done that we've done it loads of times and we every time it's just it's like we're just like drawn to the forest it's because it's a, it's a free backdrop though as well yeah it, it, just like, looks, it cool. looks good and it feels good and it kind of suits a lot of the music we have like a lot of organic sounds yeah and the art and the artworks we use it just works for now but i mean I'd like to do other things in the future, but... Yeah, we'll just be in the forest forever. Maybe we just go to a different forest. Yeah, nice. <laughs> the forest looked amazing. Yeah, yeah it good. is. It's such a beautiful forest. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Definitely. And I noticed that hyper-romance's sound as a whole, well, so far, is very ethereal and um, subdued and reserved, kind of bubbling underneath compared to your previous album, Melt Away. And I'm personally really amazed how you incorporate really contrasting sounds like in Walk the Line with the ukulele throughout and then like the epic electric riff. Um, all your songs in the album have so much variety. And I, was, I just want to ask, like, as an artist, what did you want Hyper Romance to sound like? Um, so, like, I guess the, the, when we first started, we were using more electronic things, more electronic elements, because we were, I guess, more into that at that point. But every album we've been making, we kind of, or like every EP, we're trying to kind of come at it from a different angle and use different references. And for this one, it definitely was supposed to be more rock music. And that's music that we haven't kind of been listening to for a long time. Um, and we thought, oh, we started listening to like Black Sabbath again. Not that we used to, but um, and like Lou Reed, more like rock artists. Um, not like Lou Reed particularly school, rock either. I just have like a brain thing where you can never remember anyone's name. <laughs> but basically, we're listening to a lot of rock music, and we're trying to bring that element into the way that we produce music, how we have done in the past, and I think it worked. For now, um, I think as an album, it works really well. Um, I think we like to, I mean, something that is quite, you know, that we do a lot is um, we definitely kind of go with the flow in terms of like the styles of music that we want to do. We don't really have like a, 
we don't like to put ourselves in boxes and be like, we are a you know, electronic band, that's all we do, and that's whatever. So we just like go into a space, see what happens, and then create a vibe out of that. Like the reason why the album sounds like it does is because we moved to Bristol and then Right. managed to like have a, a like a studio in the basement and we, we just plugged in like a guitar amp it's the first time we ever had a space for a guitar amp we plugged it in we plugged these pedals in and like it was like a, it was like a scene out of a movie you know and they like plug the amp in it's like you hit a guitar and it's like and we were like whoa like this is sick and then so the whole album was written two months after that so that's why it sounds like that and like that's why I think a lot of there's a lot of different elements of like random stuff and uh, I think our music's always been not you know put into one genre yeah I mean that's a perfect that's example of limitations again yeah. like as soon as we started using a, a guitar amp and and distortion pedals and stuff it just changed the, the sound yeah use use that answer not my answer <laughs> my answer before was terrible it was just a, a random ramble <laughs> It was awful. <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> So would you say like the experience you're intending to bring to your listeners is kind of just like a variety of um, sounds and like genres or maybe like exploring with rock a bit more um, but still keeping your electronic kind of persona of your like band yeah 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 Yeah, definitely I think there's like quite a few artists that are like one that comes to mind is like Tori Moi he literally like every single album he does is like a different genre but it still sounds like him like you know it's not like I listen to his albums and like oh this one's the rock one like this one's the like whatever one like it just it, it still sounds like him and like people do say that our music still sounds like us but it's just like we like to move around. Like we've, we've always like moved city like every like year, um, and we like to like try out different things. So like I think it, this album's just like whatever anyone wants it to be. <laughs> if they think it's like raw yeah. and cool, if like they think it's like like you described it as like ethereal and like subdued, which is quite interesting. I haven't heard anyone describe it like that, but cool, that works for me. Like that's cool. Um, I think the idea as well that we've kind of had from the start is just to take elements that are going on within like popular culture, but not really make songs that particularly are fashionable within popular culture now or like have been in the past six years. We kind of wanted to make stuff that generally would still sound relatively like non-time stamped mm. so like in 10 years you could listen to it and be like I'm not 100% sure if this is from like early 2000s or like mid 2000s yeah. or even like it was released a year ago definitely yeah. kind of doesn't really go off what everybody else is doing it's kind of like we're playing a long game and we'll see if it works <laughs> we'll see that's if it works fail completely no, but <laughs> I think that's just because that's the kind of music we listen to mm. we don't necessarily listen to just current music and we we don't necessarily listen to just kind of old music. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, I thought we should uh, finish off on a more personal note, but what was your favourite song to produce in the album and why? I think for me it was uh, Suddenly I Know Who You Are. It's just so fun. Like, honestly, I had the most fun ever 
during that song because it started off as just uh, I mean I still have the demo on my phone of me just singing with the guitar like that and then Alex come downstairs and was just like it, it just came really naturally and, and he was just started setting up stuff like around me and then like within a couple of hours like we had the song and it was like just it was just a super fun song for me so I think that was probably the one for me. oh and Pink and Blue as well it's just like so grungy when it comes in it's just like oh I guess you haven't heard Pink and Blue no one's heard that uh, that's an album one mm-hmm. I think Pink and Blue I changed my answer Pink and Blue Pink and Blue is the fun one it's like the best one for me it's so fun um <laughs> I think the first track on the album, um, Another Life, was really mm. fun to make because it just kind of builds into that huge moment. I was like previously never making music with the started on rocky guitars. That moment when we did that was, uh, it felt really like, Whoa, this is fun, like this is a new thing. And, and uh, this is how the album should sound or whatever. So it's been quite free. Yeah, I think we blasted it and got a bit drunk and danced around quite a lot to it. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Yeah. But it's all been fun. I mean, making this kind of music is, is fun. It's it's like noisy and glitchy and exciting. I think overall, I mean, we used to be really, I think our music used to be more alone music like music you listen to like by yourself with headphones like on the bus home at like two in the morning or something but I think now this album is more of a you could play it like at your friend's house when you're like sat in the garden you know what I mean together and it's like more of a like social album I think yeah I think we think that we think that to be fair but like, maybe we have no not. idea how people listen to it because we obviously don't listen to our own music so yeah, it's yeah. Like, I don't know but <laughs> I could see that. But it's definitely more of a summer. I think in our, our past music has been more wintry, in my in my in my personal opinion. But I think this one's more of a summery vibe for me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I definitely blast suddenly. I know who you are at like my house with friends. Thank you. It's such a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's good to know. Um, was there any parting words for listeners here tonight? Um, and where can we stream Burning Hour? Uh, just on the usual platforms, yeah. YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music or yeah. Bandcamp. Um, I don't know if people use SoundCloud anymore. Uh, but you can go to jdheart.com and then it has like everything there. Um, you can also buy our album. Uh, pre-order it which is like on vinyl which is amazing because obviously you can't do live stuff anymore so buying a vinyl would be like a massive um would be like super appreciated if you want to do that and yeah just learn more things like that on jdheart.com look out for live stuff yeah <laughs> speaking of um when is the whole album dropping um 25th of September. Okay, yes. I think At least one of us knows it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Well, thank you for joining me on New and Approved tonight. Um, I really appreciate your answers. It was very interesting to hear the whole production behind it and your experiences with it. Um, and it was awesome meeting you guys. Thank you so much for having us. It's been so fun. Amazing. Until thank next time. Us.